Today, we are going to talk about what's good to know about getting solar on your house. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us again. I'm Daniel Strickler with the Tom J. Krieger team, and I am here with the magnanimous Jill Paddock, and we're going to talk a little bit more about solar today. I know, very hot topic. So, Jill, what do you know about solar? What type of research should we be doing? Well, I know lots of things about solar, so that's okay. what we're here to talk about. First of all, yeah, the research, you need to look into the company that you're going to use, the option you're going to choose, because there's actually a lot more to it than people realize. It's not just, I want solar, pop the panels on my house. Right. The first thing I would do is take a look at companies. You want okay. a company that's been in the business for a while, that is reputable, has consistent employees, and take a look at some of those online reviews. Maybe talk to a few of your neighbors and see who their company is and if they like them or not and why. Now, I guess it would be safe to assume that not all companies are created equal. They are not. (laughs) I have had people really happy with the service, and I have had people that didn't realize what they were getting into. Okay. So when you say that they don't realize what they're getting into, Does that mean that people should probably get multiple quotes from some different companies? Yeah, I would definitely get multiple quotes. Listen to what they have to say. Listen to the pros and cons of their contract. And make sure you ask a lot of questions because you need to make sure you understand what's in there. Once you have a few different quotes, you may have to circle back and, you know, talk to a company about something the third company mentioned. Right. Make sure you do your research. That would be my biggest suggestion. Okay. Now, when you say the the pros and cons and getting multiple quotes, from my understanding, there are lease options as well as purchase options as well. That is correct. So that's probably something they should be looking at in addition. Yes. There are leases and there are solar loans, and they are different. A lease at the end of it, just like leasing a car, you don't own it, it gets turned back in. Oh, wow. With a loan... At the end of it, the panels are yours, and so is all the maintenance. All right. So, uh, <laughs> and repairs, too. And repairs, yes. <laughs> so let's break it down and talk a little bit about Please. a lease. Okay, so for a solar lease, generally the upfront costs are going to be a little lower, and the lease payments might even start out lower than what you are currently paying for the electric company. Hmm. That's good news. That is good news. Yeah, that could be great. Now, you were mentioning about maintenance, right? Oh, Absolutely. Okay. I'm a maintenance guy, so we got to know. (laughs) You are. Well, and it's a smart question to ask because people think put the solar panels up and good to go. Right. And we were speaking earlier. That's not the the case. There's maintenance involved. You need to make sure that the panels stay clean, that there aren't birds nesting underneath it, Mm. that your roof is, you know, still okay. Who is going to be responsible for that maintenance? And if there needs to be repairs, who has to pay? want to make sure that that's outlined and that you're comfortable taking on the responsibilities that the company is saying are yours. Okay. Now, great thing too, there's energy savings. You're going to start saving money on your energy bills right off the bat. Okay. That's good. Yeah, it is. Most people are looking for a way to, you know, lessen their energy usage from the electric company. And who's not going to want to save money on a 
absolutely. Yeah, who doesn't want to save money? Now, Jill, I, I know that those are some great positive things about that, but every coin has two sides. So there's got to be a couple little things that aren't so great. Have you had any experience with that? Yes. So solar leases, while again, great. Some of the cons, they do typically last for 20 years. Oh, wow. So that's a long time. That's a, a lot, commitment. It is. And a lot of people aren't really planning to stay in the home that long. Right. And you're committing to those monthly payments. Oftentimes, those lease payments increase slowly over time. So you're going to want to make sure you see the schedule of the increases, what they are, right. and make sure you're comfortable with that. Also on leases, you'll notice that sometimes the energy output actually declines. Hmm. So you want to take a look at that as well. That's interesting. At the end of it, you're going to see, like we talked about, you don't own it. You a lot of times don't have the tax credits involved or financial breaks involved in it. Hmm. So you want to check out what the what is outlined in the contract you're signing to see if any of that passes on to you. That definitely sounds like it's tying back into that get multiple quotes section. <laughs> it does. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then, you know, there can be some limited flexibility. There's lease packages. It could potentially limit you to the type of panels, the size of the panels, and what all you're getting installed. Okay. Now, that's great information. I definitely appreciate that. You mentioned something that folks may not stay in their home for a full 20 years. It sounds like you've had some experience with transferring solar. Yes. Okay. With a solar lease, you can look in there and see if you sell your property, mm -hmm. what happens. Generally, it's going to be that the new buyer can take over that lease. So assume long, it. Assume it as long as they qualify. Oh. Now, that being said, most of the time, I'd say they qualify, but not every time. Right. So what that means for you when you go to sell your house is that the person purchasing your house has to be able to qualify for the lease in addition to qualifying for purchasing your home. Wow. Okay. Now, one thing that's interesting <clears throat> that I learned from a our lender that we often use is that a solar lease does not have to be counted in their debt-to-income ratio. Oh, that's perfect. But a solar loan does. Oh, okay. So there's that two sides to the coin. What are some pros about solar loans? Okay. So moving on to the solar loans then. Pros, obviously, at the end of it, you own it. Just like, you know, you buy your car, pay on it, you own it at the end. Same thing with the solar loans. You would own the solar panels. And a lot of times then that means that you're the one who gets the tax credit, tax advantages, and if there's any other incentives. What those financial incentives are, you're going to need to check because they can vary locally oh, imagine, um, yes. and things like that. Correct. Now, when you own it, I'm betting there's going to be some maintenance that comes in with that as well. Yes. Okay. So make sure, because you are probably going to be responsible for maintaining those panels, and maintaining them is part of what's going to actually allow them to produce what you're expecting them to produce. Okay. So if you choose to go with a loan, again, make sure you understand what the maintenance is, who needs to be doing it. Is it something you can do yourself? Is there a company that needs to be hired? If it is something that you need to do yourself, are you comfortable doing it? And if you're not, yeah. is there somebody you can hire? Yeah. Me personally, I'm afraid of heights. I don't want to climb on a roof. <laughs> yeah. So then you're going to be finding somebody <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To, to make sure those panels are good. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Other things, they can be lower long-term costs. 
the upfront front cost of that solar can be a little higher than in a lease, but long-term, in general, when I've looked at it, the monthly cost of the loan is less than the monthly cost of a lease. Okay. Now, back to those cons again. There's got to be a downside to this. There's always so much sunshine, but I got to hear a little bit of that. What's the other side? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah. So the cons to a loan, there are, like I said, there's going to be upfront costs. Okay. With a lease, those upfront costs are generally pretty limited. But with a loan, there's going to be upfront costs to installing those panels. Again, we talked about the responsibility of the maintenance. You know, technology can get antiquated, can get outdated. So are you going to be responsible for updating something on them? What all, again, what is it that needs to be done? Can you do it or can you hire somebody? And then getting approved for a solar loan can be a little bit more difficult than a lease sometimes. Your credit scores can play a pretty big impact on it. And you're going to want to take a look at the option that the credit union is giving you or the the company that is is funding the loan, the different options that they're giving you right. with that loan. Okay. Now, I understand that, that there's obviously a difference between a lease and a loan. Let's say that you took a lease or let's say that you took a loan and you wanted to sell that house, you know, in that three to five year span. What is the option on transferring it? I mean, is that an option? Yeah. So like we said, in, with a lease in general, you can transfer it. There okay. will be a clause and you want to make sure there is a clause telling you what happens with the lease. Again, in general, it's that the owner has to go in, initiate a transfer process. The person purchasing it can then qualify for the lease and, and transfer it over. If you were to transfer solar, say if you let's say that you bought solar, took a lease on a solar, let's say that you maybe took a loan out on the solar. Could you transfer that solar from the house you're living in to that new beautiful house on the hill that you're buying? Potentially. Okay. Potentially. And if that's an option that you're interested in having, you need to make sure that you read it. If it's a lease, if it is an option, are you responsible for the cost of moving the solar or will a company move it? If it's a loan, you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to be required to cover the cost of moving that solar. Okay. But that's a good question check and see what option is given to you. And I, and I bet there's a removal cost and installation cost associated as well. Yes. Okay. Who's going to cover that cost? One other thing, as far as transferring, on the loan, not all the loans are real clear, and actually some don't even have a transfer policy. Oh, wow. Now, if that's the case, that can make it a lot more difficult for your buyer, the person purchasing your home, to take on that loan. In some cases, the loan will have an assumption clause where it just outlines that the person needs to qualify for the loan and they can then assume what's remaining on it. Some do not, which means then they're going to have to find their own loan and that could be an extra step in coordination as far as, you know, another hurdle to closing on your home, to selling your home. All right. And nobody loves delays. (laughs) No, nobody likes delays. Now, I I know that you touched a little bit earlier about the payment could be initially one cost and then over the life of the loan, it could increase. Would you feel that it's safe to say that it, it could increase by 5% over the life of the loan in the in the cost of the payment? Yes, I would say that's a, that's a pretty fair assumption. Okay. But again, just there should be, if you have a lease, there should be a page where it outlines explicitly how much it changes each year. Gotcha. Or tell you it is a fixed rate. All right. Now, Based off the people that you've known that have solar, is there a huge savings on the electric bill? 
It depends. So if it is, if it's your home and then you're the one who brings the solar company in and they assess your current electric usage and they will install the panels in a way that the output of those panels will cover your electric usage. Okay. Now, that being said, don't forget, even if you have solar, you're still going to have a small electric bill. You're going to have a connectivity charge. Mm. Now, here in Tucson, that's roughly $24 a month in 2003. That's going to vary by area, by electric company, and obviously by year. Once you go to sell your home and it's a new family moving in, or let's say you're looking at buying a home with solar on it, keep in mind that solar power was calculated based on the current owner's usage. So if you use way more, you're going to have the solar bill plus an electric bill because you didn't generate enough electricity to cover everything. Right. If you use a lot less, then you're going to be paying for electricity to be generated that you don't need. The electric companies will purchase that back, some of them. Typically, if they purchase it back, it is at a far lower cost that they're returning. Okay. All right. Those are great things to know. Now, Jill, one final question before we wrap up here. I've heard of some people that have tried to get solar in on their homes and due to this particular neighborhood that they lived in, there were already too many solar panels on people's houses. Have you ran into this? Yeah. If you live in a neighborhood with an HOA, you're going to need to talk to your HOA before you start getting into solar. There may be restrictions on the number of houses. There may be restrictions on where you can place them, oh, Wow! which makes it, you know, is it is it going to be able to be put somewhere that will generate enough electricity for you? So that probably would be the first thing if you live in an HOA is to see if it's even an option for you. Okay. From there, start looking at the companies. Okay. Perfect. Well, Jill, definitely appreciate all your insight. And it seems like you've got a lot of knowledge on this subject. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.